All right, welcome to another episode of Comic Book Squares. Uh, we're going to be doing an, another interview episode this time. My name's Shane. I'm Paul. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Let's get this show started. All right. Well, Ralph, thanks so much for coming on. If you could do us a, a favor and just kind of introduce yourself and tell yeah. us a little bit about who you are. I'm Ralph Tedesco, and uh, that's all you guys need to know. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm from, uh, shit, that's all you need to know. Um, I'm from Zenoscope Entertainment, uh, co-founder of Zenoscope, um, and also, uh, I guess my title right now is head of media development, something like that. Yeah. It keeps changing, but uh, co-founder, creator, writer, et cetera, et cetera. Don't you get to make up your That's own it. title and as the co-founder? Yeah, basically. Yeah, I don't know. We keep used to be the editor in chief, and now we gave that responsibility <laughs> to someone else. Thank God. So, I don't have to deal with that anymore. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, we'll 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 dive into these uh, these questions, man. I, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, as yeah. you know, we we love Zenoscope, and you saw our review of of your uh, the book that you wrote, All Gets No Glory. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if I can get all the reviews that good, I one of my so Casey who set up this interview, she she saw found this you you guys talking about it, and she's like, you guys, this guy's loved your book, and I'm like, all right, and she's like, I'm gonna set up an interview as long as they liked it. <laughs> they hated it. Actually, no, I mean, that'd be fun too. Like, this sucks. Why do you suck so bad? Go. <laughs> Question one: Why did you there, write this? There would be a much first question. There would be why a much are you such a title? bad writer? Yeah, I'll suck. No glory. I'll suck. Right. Oh man! That's our. That's an alternate world review. Yeah. So. Um, you know, wow. you talk about you, you co-founded Zenoscope and, and, um, I was, I was, um, I saw this interview with you, uh, where you were talking about how Joe Brescia, uh, co-founder, you guys were looking at doing screenplays together and all that stuff early on yeah. after college. Uh, and then he talked to you about doing uh, comic books and came to you with preacher to kind of show you that it's a viable, you know, outlet for, for, you know, your creative yeah. endeavors. What was it about preacher that made you reconsider getting into comics? Just, <laughs> Just the weird, the fact that like it was so out there, like I had no clue, you know, uh, I wasn't a comic book reader growing up. So I didn't know, I just assumed everything was like superheroes, yeah. you know, I was ignorant to the, to the sort of the medium. Um, and then reading Preacher, I was just like so out there and so over the top and crazy. And um, I was just like, oh, wow, like you can, <laughs> I'll never write something like this, but <laughs> I'll never be this good. And it was just a, whose, whose mind works like this, right. um, well, does, but, um, you know, but I think like that was sort of an eye opening experience, just reading that and just kind of going, okay, I don't have to write, we don't have to write about superheroes. Uh, cause I didn't yeah. really know how to do that. Yeah. You know, at the time you know, that was my bread and butter. Yeah. Have you, have you taken the kind of the stuff you liked about those kind of books that were outside of the superhero room and applied it to the stuff you're doing at Zenoscope? How did, how did that kind yeah, of Yeah, I think so. I, I, you know, it's hard to say, like, I think I'm mostly inspired by like film and TV I've seen growing up, you know, um, and books like Stephen King. I, I'm yeah. a big Stephen King fan and like novels. 
more so than probably comic books. I, I do read. I try to like keep up with comics now, um, but I don't know if that's necessarily what inspires my writing. Mm-hmm. If that makes, I think it's more like the stuff in your formative years that you that you consumed, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think like definitely there's a hint, like even in All Guts No Glory, I think there's a hint of like that um, '80s sort of fun. <laughs> Uh, coming of age yeah. uh, stories we saw a lot in the 80s um, you know and there were all types of coming of age stories in the 80s yeah. obviously uh, I think that was a big inspiration for writing all guts so like I think that seems to be what I tend to gravitate toward mm-hmm. yeah yeah if, if you don't mind I just want to say it reminded me like there's some remnants of like uh, once bitten do you remember that uh... once bitten yeah, yeah I remember that Jim, Jim yeah, Carrey yeah yeah, and I saw that. You know, that I was probably a kid. You know, I was it was a kid watching that movie, and it was like always on, like whatever HBO or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, back in the day, they just put the the movie on loop, and you didn't really have like, you, you just wait for your movie. Like so, so like I think I saw once bitten probably like twenty times. So maybe yeah, maybe you know, and then you don't want to imitate stuff no, exactly. Right, yeah. But there definitely is like if you if you read if you've seen once bitten, you're like, okay, there's this woman vampire and she's like so there are probably def, uh, I'd say definitely some inspirations mm-hmm. drawn from that movie. Yeah, yeah. As well as other movies like um there's a there's a couple um and I, I can't some some kind of wonderful is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that movie yeah. with um mm-hmm. That was a big one. I, I like. I, I saw when I was a kid. Um, that always stuck with me. Um, uh, Eric Stoltz, if you guys remember oh, yeah. that movie, yeah, that's a good yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So there's some, you know, there's definitely a, uh, a lot of those types of '80s vibes in this series. Near Dark and Lost Boys were two that came to my mind. Lost Boys, yeah, of course. Uh, another another favorite yep. of mine. So yeah, definitely. Like I was a big movie buff, uh, especially when I was a kid growing up in the eighties and nineties for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, again, thanks for coming on Ralph. It's, it's awesome to have you. And so with the all guts, no glory kind of, um, going looping around back to that, uh, fantastic, fantastic series. Um, Mm -hmm. and with, and within that, that's part of, uh, what we, what I'm interpreting as kind of a larger piece of the, the monster hunter, um, kind of universe that you're building at Zenoscope. So can you tell us, right. I, so I kind of have a two-part question. One, can you just tell us a little bit about that that universe? And then um, I saw something about the uh, Monster Hunter Survival Guide and just didn't know if that's going to be your vessel to kind of tie together this universe. It sort of is, yeah. Um, so Monster Hunter Survival Guide was Joe's idea um, back, I guess we first published it maybe 10 years ago, which is really not, it's more of an illustrated novel than it is a graphic novel. So it reads as a, as a, as a how to guide, uh, on how to capture and kill all types of monsters. And it's very tongue in cheek. Um, and it's sort of, sort of as if Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec wrote a, a book on, on how to kill monsters. And it's just supposed to be fun. Right? And, um, you know, from, from that book, we did like a Monster Hunter Survival Guide comic, one shot comics, and then Joe pitched during our story conference about two years ago. Joe Joe's obsessed with cryptids, like he's like really into his cryptids, and he's like, "Oh, do you guys want to work on something like 
thinking of it called Mango and the Bunny Man. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, do I want to work on that? Yeah, I want to work on that. Like, what the f-? I don't know if I can cut it. Like, what the hell are you talking about? So he's like, yeah, like a man goat and then a bunny man and they're best friends. And because like, of course okay. they win. Yeah, because of course. And then it was like sort of this buddy comedy concept where they fight, you know, uh, evil, and, uh, you know, and, and they're not accepted by society themselves, but they protect humanity in a lot of ways. And, um, and they're both completely different and they're from from one another and the dynamic is very much like a little bit the other guys meets you know um uh maybe evil dead meets like four other types four other things we literally had so much fun cracking that story that night like we spent like three or four hours joe was like writing it while we were brainstorming i mean we were like doing stupid things like i'm like okay what if one of the hunters are hunting these guys like the only way he tracks is if he picks up the bunny man's poop pellets and eats them to find out like where, like he knows where, what direction, like how how long ago they were there. Oh man! And like we were just like, yeah, put it in, put it in. Um, so that was like sort of this foray because in that in that series, like they're being hunted by monster mm-hmm. hunters themselves because the man goat Phil is a womanizer and he sleeps with one of the monster hunters wives. So like they're, they're after he's got his own agenda, why he's hunting down the mango. Um, but they're uncovering sort of this bigger thing where it's uh, the, this, this like um, cult who's murdering people. And, and, uh, and so that was sort of like the first, project of like oh we can fit this under like sort of this monster hunters universe mm-hmm. we're starting to build out and then all that's no glory kind of was just a extension of that um in that world and more monster hunter stuff like where you know monster hunters aren't generally like both those titles the monster hunters aren't the main main focus but they are in they're in the comic. They're in, like, if you, if you read all guts, yeah. it's not, a. You, at first you might think, oh, this is a monster hunter book. The first couple pages, they're literally monster hunters yeah. killing zombies. And then you, we flip it on its ear and it's totally right. not what right. you think it is. Um, and that's sort of the yep. fun of this universe. Like we want to play with other parts of it and not, not everything's like, oh, let's watch a monster hunter hunt a vampire this week. Right. A, like that's to me, that's not interesting after all. That, that, yeah. that was exactly I mean, our, our yeah. review, too. We talked about that. The first couple of pages seemed, you know, like it was just going to be a routine story, and then it flipped. And that's and yeah. so when I talked yeah. to these guys about it and they read it, they loved it, which I was glad of, you know, but uh, that, that's what it made me think of. I mean, the twists, it, it was awesome. I mean, down to the old, you know, clothespin, you know, costume made me think of Karate Kid for some reason, you know. <laughs> just he's, he's a shower oh, running through funny. the high school, you know, just <laughs> – <laughs> right, right. Well, that's probably inspired by the yeah. yeah. well, that, And that was funny because um, the the paperclip costume was the we were in again. Th- this was all broken in a story conference, so we do like a few story mm-hmm. conferences a year. And I and the original pitch for this was not that. Like I kind of pitched a loose version of, and I can't remember what the original idea was. Hmm. It was close, but it wasn't mm-hmm. this. And I was like, oh, I want to do this thing where it's like, you know, and I, I, I it was so, sort of in the realm of like a monster, like a like a cleaner, some kind of cleaner, but it mm-hmm. didn't have the, any of these elements ready. I was, and I was just like, 
bouncing it off of Joe, Dave, and Dave, our, our editor in chief, our publisher, and Joe, obviously my my business partner. He's the he's the acting CEO of the company. Um, but we all we all write. All four of us write, and we all take turns. Like, okay, this is our this is your turn to write this, or this turn nice. you write this. So bouncing the ideas with them and just creating sort of a writer's room element makes it like the paperclip costume. I don't even know what that thing is. I was like, yes, it was a ridiculous costume. Like the most ridiculous costume I could think of. Like, was a, and I think, one, I don't know if it was me or Dave was like, yeah, paperclip. Like, Tell oh, about okay. the little, like the little Microsoft guy in the corner, you know, with the eyeballs. You know, just, yeah. And it's like a job fair. Cause I was like, it's a job fair. The, the, you know, the guidance counselor wants him to dress up. He's already kind of picked on. Now he's got to wear something yeah. humiliating. What would you wear? Job fair, man. Yeah. yeah. Paperclip. And he's like that. And he goes, and I think in the, in the book, he's like, oh, I couldn't get Stevie the staple. Like, like, as if it would have cooler to wear a stapler costume like that. He's like, oh, we couldn't afford Steve right. stapler. I know it's not cool, but like that's sort of like the ridiculous, yeah. like how out of touch the guy's counselor was. You had no idea that question was coming yeah. out. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. But what's funny is, um, yeah, I, like the guy's counselor was supposed to be sort of like, I remember sending in references of Sean Astin from Stranger oh, Things. Yeah. I wanted I wanted him to feel like that role, yeah. like that like kind of naive, goofy, you know, yeah. guy. And it didn't really didn't draw him exactly yeah. like that, but like the guy the concept of yeah. that character was if you guys watch Stranger Things oh, yeah. was yeah. Sean Astin in, Very in that cool. season. Very yeah. cool. That's right. awesome. Just super out of touch, <laughs> out of touch. Like thinking like this. So 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 Ralph, <laughs> at, at, you know, as we were talking about this, uh, some of the early um, you know versions of the story you were talking about. The first thing that I was gonna I was gonna yell out was you know sounds like a, a Sam Raimi uh, you know adaptation all over it. So kind of following with that, I know um, it, the Monster Hunter Survival Guide was was at one point you know kind of maybe tied to a production Simon Kinberg or Dwayne Johnson. Um, is a film adaptation still being planned or is that still in a, you know, kind of in the early phase or what, you know, what can you tell us about that? If anything. It's in like its fifth iteration. Yeah, I should say. Sure. Um, yeah, it was originally, it was originally at Fox with um, mm -hmm. Dwayne Johnson um, and Simon Kinberg. Um, the original pitch was when we met with Dwayne, he wanted to do a, um, a version of now if you read the book there's not really a narrative yeah. to the book it's a how-to right. guide and it's right. in cheek so the adaptation of this was going to be like Dwayne so the the author of the book we used to do like a fake mm -hmm. book tour so my buddy played the played the writer and you come to comic con with us and sign it even though he didn't do it in the book and you play J.P. Ross as the monster hunter, and he would just wear this like ridiculous outfit and pretend he wrote the book. And the concept of the movie would have been Dwayne Johnson. There's a there's a government plane carrying a bunch of monsters. You're gonna want to see this movie. A bunch of monsters being carried by a government like plane, unbeknownst to the public. This all these monsters are sub sedated and subdued. It goes down in like rural uh, Pennsylvania, and the monsters course. get loose, and they have to call in J.P. JP Ross, the nice. monster hunter, to round up all these monsters before they reach like yeah. populated area. Um, and that was the general, it was supposed to be summer blockbuster popcorn yeah. flick. Um, yeah. And we were all like, Dwayne's, 
you know, it was yeah. amazing. You, you, you talk to Dwayne, you, he has this idea, you're all for it, you're all on the same page. Then I won't go too sure. far into it, but the writer they had on board did, didn't mm. nail it, and it took him a long time sure. to really get the, the get it back, get the first yeah. draft back. And by then, yeah. Dwayne was like, he's, I think he read it and was just like, this yeah. isn't what we sure. I wanted. And he kind of moved. You know, when you get an actor like that, that uh, mm-hmm. level, they have so sure. many projects oh, yeah. on their plate. Yeah. So they're not going to wait around. They're going to sure. jump to the next thing and the next thing. And by the time, like, you know, you lose Dwayne and you're just like, all right, when am I going to get him again? Yeah. 2030? Yeah. Like, you've got everything lined up for the next five years. Yeah. So that fell apart. Um, which sucks. And then we repurposed it for television um, and sold it to, at the time we sold it to YouTube. And literally three months later, YouTube stopped doing uh, scripted. Oh, and, uh, and it just died on the vine. Um, Hulu was going to buy it, but Hulu was redoing um, Buffy uh, at the time. Uh, they were talking about doing Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer and our pitch for the pitch that the showrunner uh, developed for the adaptation of the comic was a little closer to like almost a male version of Buffy, mm-hmm. um, and they didn't. They just thought yeah, like it was sure. too close. Um, yeah, sure. and then that died. Um, so now we're redeveloping it again with another company. So Good. hopefully someday Netflix we'll or Amazon. I mean, I mean, they seem to scoop everything up now. <laughs> Amazon, I mean, who knows? I, I you know, yeah, I, we hope that'd be I great. Hope. Yeah, yeah, Dwayne's doing a little indie thing. I don't know if cool. you saw it called Black Adam. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, I heard of it. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if he's had any success since not doing our, our movie. But, you know. I hope he can, um, I hope he can. I think well, there. He did Rampage, so yeah, he went and did Rampage, yep. which I think was, was his yeah. monster yep. movie. Uh, that he really yeah. like that's what he yeah, he yeah. wanted to do a monster movie and I think Rampage not that I I, I don't know if Rampage did well and but, then Jumanji uh, you know yeah Jumanji um so yeah unfortunately we'll never get the the version that I think most people would want to see which which is the plane crash and chasing monsters down but what are you gonna do so uh, you've said that uh, All Guts, No Glory is part of Zenoscope's move into more, you know, comedy type material. Can you tell me what else is in the works uh, in that regard? Yeah, well, we did um, we did a comic called Possessive um, recently, and that actually came out before All Guts, No Glory, but not not too long before. So Adam Goldberg, I don't know if you guys have ever oh, watched yeah. the Goldbergs. Um, yeah, yeah. These series. Mm-hmm. He, he created yeah, that. He's from our he town. Really? That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from, we grew up in that. My business partner actually grew up in the same neighborhood. So that's cool. everything in that area happens. My business partner grew up there. Um, and I grew up like a few towns over. But so we had met Adam through a comic book writer named Hans Rodianoff, who's written a bunch of stuff. And he, he, he's written for uh, Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. He's written for us. And Hans is Adam's like writing partner. And so he's like, Oh, you, Adam wants to meet you guys. He's a fan. And we're like, Oh, cool. I'm a fan of Goldberg's. So like we met him and they pitched us a series about a, um, a dude who, dude who's like going through a divorce or separation. And he's like, he's basically a loser. <laughs> His wife's like, I'm done with this guy. He's like, like, 
pretty much an alcoholic, um, but like also just a general loser. <laughs> um, and he buys this old house. And he buys this like old house and like he's like, I'm gonna fix up this house and impress my family and my ex-wife. And so he buys this old house, realizes it's haunted, um, finds like this like legit like grudge ghost, like scary, freaky ghost, like that comes out and starts like stalking him, uh, lives in it. And long story short, he ends up sleeping sleeping with the kid. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you know, and she's, she's like killing people who come there and Feels like the, the workers who come in, um, and he starts nailing the ghost because he's like so depressed. And then they start having like she falls in love, but then he's becoming like a better version of himself because she's giving him confidence. And so then the wife takes notice of like, oh my 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 strange husband's kind of like he looks healthier. He stops drinking. Um, he's you know, got his life together so he wants to reconnect with the wife and of course like the ghost isn't thrilled with that concept so <laughs> shit it's the man so they pitched me that and i was like dude that's hilarious <laughs> like, um, why would we publish that so they wrote and published we wrote and published that though they wrote and published that we gave and we didn't have to give them too many notes on it like they're and they're really i mean they're professional writers so it's easy to give them notes like some people you just don't take notes with some writers you're like oh my god like but they're like good writers, you know, a few notes and, and, um, they're off to the races. Nice. But so we did possessive. We published that about a year ago. Um, what else we have? Um, do we have any other comedies coming up that are imminent? I can't think. Oh, mango, mango and the bunny man, uh, part two <laughs> comes out in July. So that's, so we do, we'll probably be like one or two comedic titles a year. And they're always like horror comedy or, you know, supernatural comedy. Because you can't just do a straight, uh, as yeah. you guys know, with the comic books. You can't just write a straight comedy. It's hard because yeah, it's already hard to write comedy in comics, to be honest with you. Like, it's hard to get, because you don't have the same, you don't have the actors kind of doing the looks you kind mm -hmm. of see in your mind or doing like certain things that you, so so you don't you have to be a little bit more uh creative mm -hmm. when you're writing comedy i think yep. for comic books for sure yeah i would imagine because you like actors bring part of the mm -hmm. comedy right like with their Over timing you know? the timing <clears throat> like i write one line if i write a line that i think's funny you know and i like it's not like you're hoping the reader reads it the way you're hearing it, or that you think the, the writer or the actor would deliver that line, or the look an actor might give when they deliver a line. And sometimes the artist will nail it themselves. You're like, okay, that's perfect. That's the perfect yeah. look. But yeah. that's hard. So, like, I think there's a challenge with, like, even with all guts, like, both my publisher and, and my editor were like, it's not as, like, we thought it would be even more crazy, funny, over the top. And I'm like, guys, like, I don't think we can do what some of the things we wanted to do like, that we think are funny in the room and yeah. make that land the same way. I was like, I think it has to be written this way. Yeah, It can't be too silly because people are just going to get not get a lot of those jokes and it's just going <laughs> to come off hokey. I thought it was still funny. Yeah. Like, I was laughing while reading. Yeah, all guts was. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, that's cool. No, it. it was. Yeah. I was laughing. And I tried, and all I remember some of the physical humor stuff. Like some of the physical humor stuff, you're like, okay, like the werewolf. Like he has a scene where the werewolf is like, 
he's he's gonna train Jimmy how to fight monsters yeah. and he gets his buddy who's a werewolf to like yeah. and he's peppering him with paintballs and he hits him in the nuts and I'm like this I is loved it. stupid. But I was like, yeah, I was like at the same time, like, you know, you're getting a paintball shot in the werewolf's nuts. Like, you know, can't yeah. he was mad too. He was mad. <laughs> It's either gonna, like, you know, people are gonna enjoy this or think it's very, like, very uh, uh, sophomoric, but whatever. Why not both? I mean, I, Dumb and Dumber is one of my favorite movies ever, and like, it's Hell yeah. exactly one of the funniest movies ever, and it's so stupid. Ah, so California. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, Speaking of um, like doing different stuff, right within Zenoscope, um, in another, I, I saw in another interview that uh, you said that, you know, and I'm just using your quote from this: uh, Zenoscope has a reputation of only doing fairy tale reinventions or only doing cheesecake covers. But I mean, as we all know, that's I mean, that's as we know, you know, as readers of Zenoscope, that's only a part of what you do. And we've just been talking about it, right? Comedy and um, and the Monster Hunter universe, and you got all these other things. So. Do you see you guys though moving away from that stuff completely as a company, or just you know it's like expanding a little more on some of the other stuff you're doing? Um, no, I don't think we're gonna ever move away from it completely. Um, we're never gonna go like we're never gonna be company people think we are. Like where I've seen offshoots or like imitators go mm -hmm. off like real over the top, like and do super like almost porn covers. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and they go the other way. But then, if you go on Twitter, it's literally like, "Oh, it must be Zenoscope," <laughs> and I'm like, "We? Like, why are we there? Like, what do we do? Yeah, like, yeah. like, wait, I just, you know, we, yeah, we'll do some, we'll do some topless covers. Um, that's about as hardcore as it gets for us. We and and the interiors are never going to be mm -hmm. like that at all. Like, we just don't. The sure. interiors are just regular comic books, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so. But we also had like the the sort of like that reputation, which is a good and a bad thing. I think like the fact that people mm -hmm. are talking about us and always like comparing yep. everything to Zenoscope is yeah. probably cool because it's like okay, these people know who we are. Um, the bad is, of course, you know, every bad. I see some <laughs> really bad covers yeah. that are like yeah. horny yeah. and weird with like women with like size Q boobs and they're like showing <laughs> vagina and you're like. That's that's what Zenoscope's doing now. Like what? Um, so like oh it's annoying. I had a well-known publisher. Uh, I won't say who the publisher is. Or the top a top publisher um, call me and was like pitching me his buddy's porn comic, and he's like, "I can't publish this <laughs> because my company's like, you guys should publish this." And I'm like, "I no, I shouldn't." Dude. And I was so yeah. mad. Yeah. Kind of a, like, dude, like, get, yeah. go away. You're not, you know, like, it was so annoying. Yeah. And um, so, the, but at the same time, to to answer your question, like, I think in hindsight, we probably would have maybe done a separate brand potentially. Like, uh, I would have done had Zenoscope, and then maybe like, a, like, like if you guys know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, was it Avatar yep. Press? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And then they have Boundless yeah. Comics, right? So they have Boundless, which yeah. is like really yeah. hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, and and then they have Avatar, which does yep. Garth Ennis books. They do a bunch of. Mm -hmm. I think they do Alan Moore too, right? Mm -hmm. uh, 
So they have like these highbrow writers and then they have Boundless, which is like a separate brand that sells really well for them. And they're, they're like, if you read their books, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's softcore porn. Uh, but that's smart. They did a separate brand. We yeah. didn't do that. Now, now we didn't think we needed to at the time because we were just a small publisher trying to get noticed. And, you know, of course, the sexy mm-hmm. covers are still the right. ones that are always going to sell better. If you're trying to, we don't, we don't have the luxury. We never took on any like investment capital. Um, we were strictly two guys who just started publishing. And we've been that way for going on 17 years. We've never mm-hmm. taken yeah. money in like a lot of other small publishers are, you know, t- taking, you know, they're, they're funded by bigger conglomerates. Mm. Uh, we just, uh, we just didn't have that luxury. So it was like how we sell more comics. You have to do some sexy covers. So it's a part of what we do, but at the same time, if people know us, they know it's not all we do. It's just like, hey, if you like that cover, cool, buy it. If you don't want to buy that cover, we have other covers. So you do, we do like three or four covers for each type, each issue. So we'll do like an action cover. We'll do a regular, which you would call just a regular normal cover. And then we have like our C, usually it's the mm-hmm. C covers, like the pinup, pinup cover. And then we do variants. And they do the limited edition variant. So if you Google that, you'll see all the limited edition variants are what pops up. Yeah. And that's all the, like, the sexy ones. Um, but, it, you know, unfortunately, that's the, those are the ones that are always going to be like, yeah. featured when you, you look up Xenoscope. And if you don't read us, you're naturally going to go, oh, Xenoscope. They're just like the playboy <laughs> of comics or whatever. You know, it's almost like. Right. Cinemax dealt with for years. Everybody called them Skinemax. Then they, yeah, yeah. they started putting on some good quality TV, and they, you know, I was like, okay, um, right. that's sort of what we're hoping for. We're hoping right. people like read our books right. and go, okay, they're actually publishing some cool stuff. Well, that's the thing. Once they're you not get, just once you crack it open, I mean, like they're mm-hmm. awesome, like stories with you know, I mean, action yeah. and adventure, and like, yeah. and what's cool is too, and I don't know if people realize this. I mean, mm-hmm. strong female characters too. So even though they're right. Nice, pin up cover or whatever they're still like kicking ass in the book and they're not like taking off their clothes or anything you know so it's yeah. no right and that's the hard part it's like it's, i think we also it's like the twitter you know how it is twitter world too and then yeah. twitter is always going to take things to the far yeah. far yeah. too far one way or too far the other way um you know and everybody you know the far the far left people are going to you know say one thing and the far right people are going to do their other other thing but like to me, it's like I get part of the idea of like, oh, well, you're doing female leads and you're you're two dudes who, you know, and you must be just exploiting women. And we've gotten that before. And I'm like, well, we're not exploiting. First of all, they're fake characters. Don't get, don't get <laughs> yeah. wrapped up in fictional it. characters. Uh, we're not exploiting anybody. <laughs> yeah, we're not. There's no human being harmed in this in this comic book world. Um, and we, you know, what's funny is that the industry has evolved since we started and there are so many more, when we first started, it was hard to find female, uh, writers. It was, it just wasn't that many females in this industry. Now there are, it's like really becoming like a lot, like just influx of people. So we're trying to bring on more female writers all the time because we do have Mm -hmm. so many female characters. So it does make sense to have women writing those characters. Yeah. I think, you know, any gender can write any gender. That's my personal belief. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't want to have a bunch of just right. dudes writing all your books uh, that yeah. have mainly female leads. Like, yeah. you don't want that. You, yep. you right. want to have some balance, right? So, um, yeah, so we do try. And we have a ton of more female artists. Again, yeah. this industry's evolved a lot in the last 
I, we've been going on, we're going on 17 years in June and, you know, we've seen a big shift in how things Very cool. are awesome. done now as they post 2005. Very cool. We started. Man, that's great. 17 yeah. years, man. That's awesome. Oh. No, it is weird. <laughs> I'm, I got old quick. I don't know <laughs> Started this in my young man in my twenties, and now I'm just old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that, that it's everyone else is getting old around you. You're not right? getting any older. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you guys, I don't know how you. That's that's awesome. Um, as far as the, the the comic variants and all that, I think that's a fantastic idea. Again, like you said, you know, you just throw, you. You cast a wide net, you know, some people are into certain types of covers and certain uh, variants and things like that, but you offer, you know, something for everybody, mm -hmm. which is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we try yeah. to do. It's, you, know, it, you can't always, you can't please every, you're always going to have the haters. I know that. Like, and, and, and it took a while for me to be like, I guess, I, you know, I saw something on Twitter the other day where somebody blasted us and some guy goes like, I don't care how good the story, people tell me the stories are. I can't imagine you don't you don't buy those comics just to to just to pleasure yourself. And then some other guys like, yeah, I, my friend works used to work for them, and they Go said they're it. the worst people on the planet. So I, and it was just like, what? Yeah, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> like, but then you like yeah. at some point you just start to roll with it. Wow. Like, All right, anyway. I, yeah. that would have bothered me so much more ten years ago than it does now. Like, yeah. it was like people are just going to make up their own assumptions. Yeah. And like say their own things, and like I'm like as long yeah. as people are talking about us, I guess it's a good thing. I don't know. The, no such thing yeah. as bad press uh, <laughs> sentiment. I guess. No, I guess not. <laughs> uh, some things. Yeah. That's what you want to. I, right, I don't want that. There you go. Draw the line there. Harvey Weinstein, F Comics. No, no, no. Um, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shift gears on you, Ralph. I want to kind of come back to. Um, I know we've been talking about the uh, Xenoscopes, obviously been very successful through the years. A lot of the story arcs, a lot of the different uh, type of genres that you've brought. Um, let's go back a little bit. You know, talking about things like Van Helsing, which became a very successful mm -hmm. show uh, on Sci-Fi, and just kind of maybe what you learned from that and what projects. I know you were talking a little bit about you know, kind of these uh, adaptations and ideas for things like mm -hmm. what you're talking about with, with uh, Mr. Johnson, right? As far as, uh, you know, hey, let's yeah. think Netflix, let's think that. Like, what what lessons did you learn from Van Helsing and then what might you be looking at possibly <laughs> doing in the future as far as film? Well, <laughs> see, I see this, don't try to be <laughs> nice about this. The, the, the problem <laughs> The, the what I learned with the Van Helsing thing wasn't the fact that like it wasn't necessarily the fact that like yeah if you watch Van Helsing TV series yeah. and you read the comic book they're vastly different like they really didn't take much when we sold it we sold it in the room and they literally like asked Joe and myself to rewrite like they're like can you we we like the character we like we didn't they didn't even read the book they had no idea what the book was. <laughs> And they were like, we love this concept. This is a great concept. We want it. We want to do something. But we want, and then the, the guy who bought it, I won't mm. say his name. He's not even at sci-fi anymore. He wanted to change. He just had all these, his own ideas. And he was the guy. Like He's the dude who's making these, these decisions. He's like, I want to do this. I want to do this. And he's throwing them at us. And we were like, okay. And he's like, will you guys write up like a, a new treatment for all these, with all these ideas? I want to make a post-apocalyptic. And I want to do this. 
And it was like, oh, the comic's nothing like this, but like, we'll, we'll do that. So we wrote up a treatment and sent it over and they were like, cool, this is greenlit. Like it was a weirdest experience because not, nothing happens like this. <laughs> nothing, nothing happens like this ever. Um, this was, a, there's like usually one, extreme, this was like the other extreme of like, what the hell versus like, oh, we're going to develop for three years and do take a million notes and then we, we might we might make it someday if you're lucky. This was like rewrite everything and send it over. Okay, it's green lit. <laughs> and then literally they just went off, found uh they got Neil Labute to showrun, who is a huge if you know who Neil Labute is, he's been around forever. He's a playwright. Um a ton of movies. Nothing really in the supernatural realm, which is weird. Um and then he took that and did his own spin on it and like they just went in their own way and me and joe had some involvement but not really at that point um and we kind of just were like cool you know we we have a show <laughs> um you know we're producers and we had some obviously saying what happened but like it really wasn't as what uh, nearly as involved as we'd want to be in the next project so that's when i started taking over like the film and tv development side where, where like if we do something we we're now involved like we yeah. are actively involved in the development now that doesn't mean like it's not going to change yeah. from the comic book we we know most of the stuff you yeah. you adapt are, is going to change a lot of it will change and it has to but like as long as we have a, a you know say in what what happens and an active role in in that stuff like that's what's important to us so yeah. I, did I answer the question? <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. So, so, yeah, we constantly are developing. We're developing different projects at all times. Like, like I told you, like Monster Hunters, Survival Guide, that's been optioned four times, you know? Yeah. But, like, it still hasn't been made. Yeah. So it's hard. It's, it's very difficult. You know, we had a series called Return to Wonderland. It's our it's our Wonderland series that was first published in two thousand seven. Yeah. Huge hit for us. They really put us on the map as a publisher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dark dark version of Alice in Wonderland. Alice is a grown woman who's suicidal. Her daughter is resentful toward her mother because she thinks her mom's just crazy, and the daughter ends up going to Wonderland, and and we find out it's like a nightmare realm. It's not like oh, it's not like the regular Wonderland story you've heard, huh. and. <clears throat> And it became a trilogy mm -hmm. and it became very big for us. And we sold that. We had an awesome script written by a writer named Steven Susco, who wrote the original Grudge movie. Um, he's written a bunch. Steven's awesome. It was one of the best pilot scripts I've ever read. Brilliant. Horror, like, American Horror Story meets Alice yeah. in Wonderland. <laughs> nice. And, um, it, was at, it was at a network. Networks uh, was... Was sold. We had a seven studio bidding war when we first stole, sold it. So we had a bidding war on it before the. This was before the script was written. Then script get written didn't sell because Alice in Wonderland, the TV show, the spinoff of Once Upon a Time. Uh, I don't know mm -hmm. if you guys were yeah. Oh, yeah. It didn't yeah. That was coming out, and like we pitched during the same year that was coming out. Nobody wanted to touch it, even though it was completely different. Mm. And then it nothing happened with it for like five, six years. It was just dead. And then one day I get a call from a, a major network and they're like, we want to, we read this script. We love it. We want to make this show. And they hired the writer to write a second, the second episode. 
And in the time that that was going on and the the negotiations were so complicated because it was another another studio owned the rights to the to the script took like eight months to negotiate everything. By the time everything closed the same week, the head of the network left (laughs) and new head came in and just wiped the slate clean. I was like, what are we like? I was like, what are we doing? Like, if that's that's. About TV development, it was like <laughs> I thought that would get made. I was like, "Oh, they already commissioned a second episode. Like, this is going to get made." Yeah. And it was a it was a it was a major cable network. It was a cable yeah. TV network. Oh. Um, wasn't a streamer, but it was mm-hmm. a cable TV network. And um, and um, yeah, and it was when it fell apart. I was just so bummed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it got a second life with out of yeah. the blue, and like that's the stuff that happens with. We've had so many of those types of things over the years. Like, I can tell anybody wanting to get in the TV business, like the movie business, it's just really, really yeah. hard yeah. to get something made. So we're at the point where we're like, let's make something. We're going to make our own movie. We decided so. There you it's like, go. We're just going to start making nice. stuff because it's, it's everything. Leaving everything in other people's control. Yeah. Just you never know. Zenoscope Studios, yeah. huh? What's else? Yeah, nice. Yeah, I mean, we're I working toward it. It's so, a great idea. Uh, if you guys got a few bucks to throw us, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, like five, we can say like five ten million for the first movie. Oh, yeah. For you, I figure. You know, we got that covered. Do you uh, do you take Zell or Venmo? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you take crypto or yeah, NFTs? No cash. I'll take cash. Whatever you want. <laughs> so, so Ralph, to you know, to 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 bring it back to comics. Um, obviously, you know, you love being a storyteller. Was there an early story that maybe you designed as a kid, or or, or you'd maybe scribble down anything that might have made it into a Xenoscope title that you guys have today? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I, you know. <laughs> First good question. Took forty five minutes. <laughs> we're trying to. Well, thing? you know, Shane was in the back directing. <laughs> <so laughs> this, this is me and my business partner all day. We just literally rip each other as much as possible. <laughs> That's how you toughen up. That's how you toughen yeah, up. Yeah, it was just always, like when we do with our friends, like growing That's up right. in Philly. Like it's like who can make fun of who the most. Um, <laughs> Never wanted to be the one who was getting blasted for something. <laughs> turn it around. Would, and you'd have to like figure out how to turn around or get it off you. Yeah. Or you just have to laugh. Just laugh and laugh. <laughs> like, like three hours. Like if God forbid you wore like the wrong oh, shoes. Yeah. Or oh yeah. <laughs> Got out a new wardrobe. You're like, I'm gonna try out my new shirt. My one buddy had no. like a button down snap snap button down. Oh and we found out it was snaps. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> Remember, you want to know how many times the shirt was open that night? Remember the uh, remember remember the shirts? Remember the shirts with the little uh, the little hoop on the back? Oh yeah, the hoop oh, shirt. Man. Yeah, that's so a bad idea. Get, uh, yanked in the hallway. Yeah, yeah it's not good. Not good. Uh, what was the I, I, I don't think there was, there was one. Really good one. <laughs> I, 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 I yield my time. Oh. Um, it, was there was there a no. story maybe that you, that you had down? You know, when you were younger, before you got into the business, that might have actually made it into a Xenoscope title. Now, anything that you you know you might have used from your past. I think, like I, I think there's probably been like elements mm-hmm. or like characters, pieces and parts, probably. yeah. Yeah, Joe, I know Joe, like Joe did that with our Neverland series. So when we published Neverland, he had written a, like a script, a screenplay. Oh, okay. uh, it was like a first or second draft level screenplay about 
it was the same thing. So he took the screenplay he'd written like 10 years mm. prior and we, re- we repurposed that as the graphic novel uh, or the combo series as now a graphic novel, uh, which is like a dark twist on Peter Pan of in our, in that version, Pan is a vampire type being that steals the souls of children. Mm. And he basically uses children's life force to stay young. And then hook is the good guy. So hooks like this homeless dude who's living in panhandler in New York. And, um, he's like, he hears about these two kids in this high rise. He kind of begs mm. out front of that go missing. And he's like, Oh wait. And he's the only kid who ever got oh, out wow. of Neverland. So he, uh, he has to go, he has all this trauma sure. from it. He lost his hand sure. in Neverland. And, uh, the kids call him hooks nice. cause he has a hook hand <laughs> and he has to go in to help save this woman's two kids, like two, her yeah. two nephews. Um, and that was the script, and we just repurposed it as the comic book, and it actually did really Very well cool. for us. So Joe's done it uh, with that. I don't think I've ever done. I, I did publish something that I wrote when I was bartending, when we were really in our mm-hmm. infancy stages of just yeah. starting. In so we didn't even have anything yet. We were just talking about publishing, and I wrote this story on a bunch of napkins at a bar when I was bartending in L.A. Um, and we published it uh, called Sins of the Fallen, and we never finished it. It was only got the mm. four issues. And and now people still clamor for the rest of the series. Yeah. We should probably launched it too We launched uh, it too early. Uh, like, you know, it was like Grim Fairy Tales. When, back then, that was our big release. And Sins of the Fallen came out, like, I think right the same yeah. time. And it we didn't, you know, we didn't have the infrastructure there to, like, support that title. Because it wasn't making money at the gotcha. time. Um, so, yeah, I, that that's probably the mm-hmm. closest uh gotten like writing story elements on a napkin a bunch of napkins at <laughs> where are those napkins those today you, you know, got them framed like a like the first drink. dollar bill you know that's right. <laughs> I, I don't man i don't i don't have i'm I, i'm not a hoarder at all so i thought nice. <laughs> kind of sad right i'm not like, i wish i had them right. yeah thanks yeah. <laughs> nice well, listen, uh, Ralph, I, I know we had a few more questions kind of listed on uh, what we had said okay. over, but we're, we're going pretty long on this, so I'm, I'm thinking this, this is going to be our last question. If, if well, right with you. <laughs> well, we're, we're going up on an hour, so I don't want to take away your whole Sunday. So. I got to live with you. We could do, we could do this all day. Your wall, <laughs> your wall is too distracting. <laughs> there was nothing it. wrong with your mic, Ralph. We're just trying to get your <laughs> we, hey, you know, Ralph. Actually, you know, oh my point, God. we'd love to do you know, a, you know, visit back right. with you at some point if you, you know, if you've got another new kind of a project that you're looking at yeah. that uh, you know you think you know you'd like to you know amplify a little bit with us. We'd we'd love to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll wear headphones and we'll definitely do it. I'll get my. No. I would say Joe. I might be yes. Joe. Yes. So he's That'd not as great. funny as me. But. Well, you need a straight. Man. That would be awesome. We'd love to have him on. Uh, oh yeah, that'd be great. That'd be he'll great. Be, he'll be fine. <laughs> you guys won't be as enjoyed as the yeah, no, yeah. no. Joe should come, and uh, yeah, because he's got like yeah, he's got some stuff. Awesome. He's always. I mean, Joe writes so much. Yeah, get the get 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 yeah, so, get the recluse out there. Cool you know? I'm sure. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't love the interviews, but he knows he has to do them. Sometimes he's just like, all right, I'll do them. All right, I'll do my. I'll do my right. Nice. <laughs> this is what he does. All right. So, if somebody wanted to get started reading uh, Zenoscope titles, what would uh, be the first one you recommend picking up? I'm going to answer this in several parts. <laughs> so, no, no. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I think if you. <laughs> I mean, Grim Fairy Tales is the original title, but like otherwise, Grim Fairy Tales. If you if you want to read like the Grim yeah. Universe stuff, because we have the huge, expansive, shared yep. Grim Universe, you can pick. You just start with Grim Fairy Tales, like Legacy. There's the original, and then we relaunched Ooh. Legacy years later, um, or mm-hmm. Van Helsing or Ryan. Yeah. Those are our like go to. Awesome. Honestly, like can't really go wrong there. Um, you know, I think that's your best bet because those are mm-hmm. the most popular. Excellent stuff. All good. Sense. Yeah. Short and sweet. <laughs> Happy birthday. All right. Thank you. Happy <laughs> Thank birthday. you, man. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> Wrap again, it up in a again. bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah. Man. Well, thanks appreciate so much. I appreciate yeah, you coming on. It really, was fantastic. I really appreciate you guys yeah, having thanks, me. Bro. You guys are great. So that was another great episode. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Please hit that like, subscribe, and notification bell so we can keep bringing you content like this, and we'll see you on the next one.